Philosophy for Our Times is brought to you in partnership with the New College of the Humanities, a university-level college offering undergraduate and postgraduate degrees in the heart of London. NCH pride themselves on offering unprecedented access to a world-class academic faculty. Philosophy students at the college are taught by some of the foremost scholars in the field, and one-to-one tutorials create a personalised teaching experience. Choose your major and minor for a unique combined honours degree and study the NCH Diploma to widen your appreciation of the world in ways you'd never thought of before. Go to nchlondon.ac.uk for more information. Think better. Think NCH. Hello and welcome to Philosophy for Our Times podcast which brings you the world's leading thinkers to debate today's biggest ideas. The idea that I'd like to be remembered for is that sex is not something to be afraid of in all of its forms. In this podcast we bring you exclusive interviews with our top speakers from next week's debate and our guest this week is Dr Brooke Magnanti. After keeping her identity secret for six years, Brooke revealed herself as the author responsible for one of the internet's most widely read blogs, diary of a London call girl. Outing herself as Belle de Jour, Brooke became the inspiration behind the now award-winning series Secret Diary of a Call Girl. She joined us this week to talk about the perception of sex in society today, from shame to toxic femininity and how she herself deals with this. Brooke started off by explaining why it is she thinks that people fear sex. I think that people are afraid of sex partly because of a lingering moral and religious discomfort with the topic, but also as well, people today are raised very divorced from the facts of life. And so when they first encounter sex and ideas around it, they're often very well developed and young adults themselves. To go from zero to 100 overnight is frightening. The resultant taboo around sex in society may be seen to be protecting the vulnerable or the underage from sexual experiences. However, Brooke picked up on the negative effects this taboo can hold. I think that for a lot of people, having a taboo makes them feel safe. But there's the reality and there's the lives that we construct for ourselves. The breadth of human sexual experience permeates so much of what we do. If you spend your life ignoring that fact, you're going to miss so much. Brooke went on to explain just what myths are created by the taboo and the fear surrounding sex. Some of the biggest myths around sex have to do with enjoyment, uh, that women don't enjoy sex or only enjoy sex under certain conditions, uh, that men must always perform in a particular way. We talk about toxic masculinity quite a lot, and that affects women as much as it affects men. But there's also a toxic femininity of perceived weakness in women and passivity and subordination to men in all things. It used to be that our laws enshrined this, but even though we have equality by law, we don't really have behavior that reflects this yet. Picking up on the idea of toxic femininity, she explored what this means for today's generation. I think that in general, um, so, you know, a couple of generations ago, women would be prevented from doing things because of their sex. As that opens up, we are still reluctant to kind of take up these sort of positions because you might be seen as unfeminine. Um, 
When you look at, for example, representation of women in trades, it's not that these are closed off to women anymore, but that they might be seen as lesbians if they're straight and that makes them uncomfortable, which it entirely shouldn't, that there's this kind of shame attached to how other people perceive your sexuality as a result of what you do. I don't think that any of us kind of having seen what we would consider to be the truth of the world then find the shackles magically fall away. Everybody has a lot of work to do to kind of uproot our own prejudices surrounding sex, sexuality and gender. That's ongoing. When, um, when I first got involved with social media, it's a, um, it's a bit of a shock sometimes, but it actually turns out to be a good thing to have direct feedback from readers saying, you know, you do realize you're perpetuating a particular kind of prejudice. And to sit with that and analyze it and try to understand it has been probably one of the most valuable things for my own personal growth. And I view that as ongoing. Probably to do with trans issues, because as a cis woman, this is not something that is native to my psyche at all. Um, not realizing that I was using slurs, not realizing that I was uh, stereotyping people unfairly in my writing as well as in speech. And if someone comes to you respectfully and says, you know, I enjoy 99% of your work, but I can't believe you used this word. And you think to yourself, gosh, that's, that's a really good point. What is this reflecting in the way that I think that I use these kinds of words without without thinking twice about it when I wouldn't dare say equivalent words about other races or men and women who are cis. As well as being known as Belle de Jour, Brooke is also a forensic scientist, receiving the UK's first ever PhD in forensic pathology, specialising in human decomposition and post-mortem identification. So to end with, she turned to show how our approach to sex is part of a much wider problem of being removed from the facts of life, and more importantly, Death. My big takeaway is don't fear the reaper. It is something that as we become a more urbanized society has uh, disappeared from everybody's vision. It used to be a lot more people, if they didn't live on farms, they at least had some kind of exposure to rural life. You see the life and death cycle, but we don't even see it for our own relatives. You don't see end of life and then a body is whisked away and it might be closed casket or it comes back to us wearing makeup and wearing the best clothes because nobody wants to see the reality of what is the ultimate end for us all. For myself, my husband has re recently moved into being a firefighter paramedic. Um, he sees more dead people on his average 48-hour shift than he had seen in his entire life up to that point. And I'm not saying that it's something we should be casual about because as life events go, it is the biggest life event after being born. It's, it's number one and number two, being born and dying. Um, it must be intensely frightening for people to think that they can be alone at that part of their life. And it really doesn't have to be that way. Uh, the people who work on you at the end of life care, but we just don't always have the emotional intelligence to kind of shepherd people through into whatever it is we think that comes next. We can do better. We should do better. This podcast was brought to you by the Institute of Art and Ideas. It was presented by me, Anna Carey, and our guest this week was Brooke Magnanti. To hear Brooke apply her ideas to the dark fantasies and future of pornography, 
Tune in to next week's podcast on this theme, in which we'll debate the topic with the world's leading thinkers, human rights campaigner Peter Tatchell, erotic review editor Rowan Pelling, and feminist thinker Finn McKay. As ever, please do subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Do give us a rating as this helps other people find us. And of course, tune in next week for more debates and interviews with the world's leading thinkers on today's biggest ideas.